What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K. We're at the worst FedEx field in Landover, Maryland, which is one of 32 NFL cities. Or I guess 31, technically, because two teams play in East Rutherford. Well, and two teams play in L.A., too. So okay, third. Okay, touche. So I messed that up pretty bad. Yes, you, you, get, did. you get my point, guys. It's a city. You also said the worst FedEx field. Is there another FedEx <laughs> field? Hey, look, listen, it was the one of the... is, it's, it's a rough place to be at. Um, if you're hearing a lot of noise, it's because... All they have are open press box areas for us to record the podcast, but we're doing it for you. Um, another Eagles. We're so brave. We're yeah, so brave, we you know? Brave. Yeah. We, deserve, we deserve a medal for this. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're kidding. Um, but another poor first half performance from the Eagles against a bad team. Another great end of the game from Carson Wentz. Um, it's a lot to like process in terms of that. Uh, before we, we do fully get into the postgame pod, I just want to give you guys one more reminder you got to sign up for our Eagles Extra. It's two weeks free right now, and then it'll be $4.99 a month after that. Uh, I think you really like it. We had some really good engagement today with some fans during the game. We're, we're, we've been sending out texts even since we started recording this. We sent out quotes from the postgame locker room, some stuff you're not getting anywhere else. And, and you know what? Those first two weeks that are free, if you sign up Monday, you'll get it through the playoff run. Yeah. So you'll get it. You'll get all of our postgame stuff after – the Cowboys week when, sixteen matchup up to it, yeah, yeah, and and also you'll get all the Giants stuff. So if the Giant, you know, if we get a Josh McCown game because the Eagles, you know, well, no, I guess right now Dallas is killing the Rams, so yeah, which it's is crazy. <laughs> uh, week sixteen is basically going to term- determine it all, and that could make Week seventeen very important as well because you got to close it out, even if you do beat the Cowboys. So we're gonna have a ton of information. You'll have some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, like we talked to Greg Ward about his game-winning touchdown catch, and then you talked to Miles Sanders about his two record-breaking uh, marks that he set yeah, in this game the, as well, and the, and the crazy touchdown pass from him to from Carson Wentz to him, which we're, the, we're going to talk about oof. for a, for a while, I think, because it was, yeah, a, it was, was one bananas. of the best throws I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, just so you can find the link to sign up at nj.com/eagles, and it's in all of our stories. We've tweeted about it. I hope you guys follow us on Twitter at this point. At Zach Blatt, at Mike underscore E underscore K. The worst K-A-Y-E. Twitter, yeah. the worst know, Twitter like, handle you in you have sports. To, like, spell out every part of it because it's like complicated. But you gotta earn it. Anyway, all right, let's get into this game now. Um, it's another one where I personally still come out of it thinking like the Eagles just aren't that good, and I think it's hard to think anything other than that. But at, you you do have to feel pretty good about the fact that Carson Wentz is getting a lot better at not panicking at the end of games. Yeah, I, I would agree with that completely. I think when you look at this team, it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of panic in general. You know yeah. what I mean? That is one thing Doug Peterson's good at. He, everybody keeps their composure. Like you can criticize Doug for a lot, but not that. You know, Jason Peters, back-to-back weeks, has just basically told the younger guys, look, we got to empty the tank. We've got if, if we don't win this game, we're going home. And I think that's really important. I think having veterans like that is very important. For as much flack as Jason Peters kind of gets for his weekly false start and him not him like regressing and being older and all that stuff, <laughs> I think he commands respect. If Jason Peters calls you out or looks you in the face, there's going to be some respect. Oh yeah, nobody's. Behind it. Yeah, oh yeah, if Jason Peters says something, you listen. And that, that by the way, that's another like. <laughs> Besides that, he's great, kind of kind of thing. You just yeah, have, like, yeah, he's just like, I mean, he's like still a, playing a, a, well. Like yeah, a, well, I mean, he had, he had some bad moments, but yeah, um, sure. But yeah, you know, they're on a two game winning streak now against two teams. Like when we looked at this three game stretch, even just a few weeks ago, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, we're like, all right, this is the easiest, literally the easiest stretch of their season, regardless of the fact that two of the games are on the road. There's no question; those are three teams that going into that game had either two or three wins. 
Yeah, sure. They all had two wins going into the game. Yeah, because the Dolphins had two, the Giants had two, the Redskins had three. Yeah. So the the Redskins are so much better. Point being, they should have won these games, and it should have been pretty easy for a team that we all thought was a Super Bowl contender. They're not a Super Bowl contender, but they are a division contender, and now they're playing playing for all the marbles next week. You know, I think sometimes we can kind of – Sometimes it's good to just be in those critical moments and, and learn what yeah. your team is. And I think that that gives you confidence. Now, I thought the offense started off strong, put up 10 points in their first two drives. Then I believe they had 37 yards in their following three drives. That's not good, no. especially when you not have great. a defense who I thought played more on the bad side than the good side. Uh, yes. You know, this secondary needs to be retooled. <laughs> like it's my god. I thought we were, we were wrong about the secondary coming into the season. We I, I guess we overestimated the young players, honestly. Well, I think I think it was easy too. Too, yeah, yeah. Because I think and it's something I brought up in the off season. They have a lot of like what you would consider pretty good depth corners, and, and then number one and number two guys. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Darby's a number two on a. Good on a, defense. And, but, on, and on a good day, which it doesn't always Right, happen. right. Well, the thing is, too, is I thought the pass rush definitely let the secondary down yeah. in this game. Even, I don't even think they technically had a second. They didn't game. touch Haskins. Yeah. He was, he, oh, there was that, oh, play, sorry. The, there was was that play at the end of the game, but they didn't. Uh, maybe they. Yeah, they called it a team sack. Yeah, they called it a team sack. Um, so not a single player got a sack, technically. Right. Before <laughs> the final play of the game, they didn't yeah, get it. Yeah, it took the very final play of the game where it was going to be a hail. And this is anyway. a Washington team that did not have Trent Williams, Bad did not have line. Brandon Sheriff. Eric Flowers. Who, Eric, Fla- Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers was, starting. was playing, by the way. Right. Yeah, that should tell you everything. <laughs> and it just kind of seems like Brandon Graham was on a tear for a really good yeah, he slowed down. portion of the, you know, and now he's just kind of, eh, he's middling. He did better against good offensive lines, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I think he is a guy that kind of plays, plays up to his up to, Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he wanted to get 10 sacks. Now he's got two games to get two and a half which to get doable, there. Yeah. It's doable, but you know, he's been shut out yeah. the last three games. Yeah. Um, I think, I think this defense, look, Jim Schwartz getting a lot of flack and it's kind of a game to game thing because really when, he, like, he called a really good game against the Giants. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at Twitter and, oh my God, he's terrible again. Well, it's not his fault that Avante Maddox misses an easy open tackle or, or tackle on uh, Terry McLaurin, who scores a 75 yard touchdown instead of just picks up a 15 yard completion. Um, you know, Maddox also got beat in the end zone, too. Maddox had like one of the most up and down games I can recall for a defensive back. He had a really nice pass breakup in, in, on third down in the second quarter and essentially gave up two touchdowns <laughs> right yeah i mean well and then he had the the at the game at the end of the game he blitzed uh got his hands on haskins haskins threw the ball behind him for some reason allowed nigel bradham to pick it up and score a touchdown uh maddox has regressed i would say jalen mills has regressed as the season's gone on um, or he's just what he was before. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he's regressed yeah. to what he is. and Because I thought he was playing at a very high level those first three weeks. And then, you know, it, it's just, look, this defense isn't getting pressure. They're not creating turnovers. They've gotten lucky at times. The linebacker group's not that good. The defense seems to get penalties consistently. Um, that was, like, one of the big turnarounds in this game is during the first half, they had five penalties for 44 yards. I think they finished with only seven penalties in the game. So um, that helped. But penalties are really hurting this team early, uh, especially on defense. 
Yeah. Um. Let's let's get into some good, bad, and ugly because there actually there was some good, there was some bad, and there was some really bad. Um. We can start with the good stuff. Let's talk about that that throw. Well, actually, let's talk about Miles Sanders first in general. Yes. So Miles had his best game of his career. He had a hundred and he had one hundred twenty-two total right. yards. Uh, he broke the Deshaun Jackson record and the LaShawn McCoy rushing record for rookies. One hundred twenty-two yards rushing. He's, uh, a, he's 50 yards receiving on six catches, six targets, two touchdowns. I mean, he was he was absolutely stellar. Um, you and I kind of joked before we started recording, like, I'm sure the Eagles front office is like, thank God we finally got right on one of them, one of those guys, because we're going to talk about this probably in the ugly portion. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside does not look as promising. Um, but Miles Sanders, you know, he had – we're going to talk about that catch, so let's hold that. But he had a run for 56 yards on third and 10, which is like – Almost like a give up play where you're just like, all right, let's just get closer and, and punt it or try and get the field, whatever. Uh, he got 56 yards on that. It was a great play. He just runs with confidence now. He doesn't go side to side as much. He goes north to south. He he breaks tackles. He falls forward. He's catching everything. All the all the questions you had about him coming in. He's not fumbling the ball anymore. He's not dropping it. He's pretty good in pass protection now. Like. They just have to be absolutely ecstatic about this guy. They don't win this game without him. Oh, absolutely not. He is the reason why they won this game, because he kept it close. You know, he really... So, he had the first 100-yard rushing game for a running back for the Eagles since LeGarrette Blunt did it in week four of 2017. He also had the first 100-yard rushing game for a rookie since Bryce Brown in 2012. Bryce Brown, wow. So, um, the dude has put together a quiet but... uh, impressive rookie season uh you know deshaun jackson's thousand eight yard uh scrimmage yard mark was an impressive feat and nobody's been able to get it in 10 break it in 10 years well or 11 years and here's miles sanders doing that the rushing record he actually broke the rushing rookie rushing record for the eagles on that 56 yard run um look he's got two games left uh i think a couple of things have happened in the last three games that we've kind of learned about. The Eagles had practice squad players that can actually be more productive than the players that they had initially on their roster. And then Miles Sanders has almost all but confirmed that Jordan Howard's probably not going to be here next yeah, year. Yeah, he's proven they don't need him. Yeah, he can be an I all... Mean, be, if they can get Howard at a discount and he can be your power back, then that's fine. But I, yeah, yeah this, this game in particular was where I was like, okay, they have their guy. He, he can be an they all... Can get, they can get a low-priced veteran and be the backup. Yeah, and he could be an every down guy, I think, in my opinion. And what, look, you just paid Carson, so you've got to figure out what you what you want to pay. And you don't want to use the money on the running back position. Boston yeah. Scott looks like a capable backup. You'd still need to bring in a, probably a draft pick and like a low cost veteran. But listen, Miles Sanders could be the the dude like out of the backfield for a pretty long time. I was extremely impressed by the way he ran today. That fifty six yard run was on a delayed handoff. And he his vision on that play was fantastic. He, like you said, he was very confident and rushed uh, up the hole. Like he just he found an opening and he he did it. You know, um, there are times where he he will dance a little bit, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Lashawn McCoy did that too. I mean, it's not yeah. he is a rookie. Um, I'll give you a nugget that that I'm writing about later on. Uh, I asked Jason Peters, who has been around a lot of really good running backs Including in his career. Shady, yeah. Uh, who he would compare him to, he goes, he's on that shady level. <laughs> and that's a massive compliment, compliment coming from Jason Peters, yeah. I think. Who's a big fan of Shady. He's talk, he talks about Oh, yeah, 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 that's his boy. But, um, again, I, I think Miles Sanders is one of the three big stories to come out of this game. 
uh, and he's the biggest because even if they don't win, because of what it means, yeah, yeah, what it means moving forward is they've got a guy. We already know they need to retool the wide receiver group. We know that some of these off, young offensive linemen need to grow and produce eventually. There's going to be some turnaround on offense. We know that Zach Ertz is what he is. He's a very dependable target who's not going to get you a lot of yards after the catch. Although Dallas he had a yards yeah. after the catch play today, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty shocked. Yak Ertz. Uh, and Dallas <laughs> Goddard continues to blossom. But when you have that running back really established and you have the type of offensive line that you have, that will help Carson Wentz yeah. in the future. It'll help this offense in the future. It'll help Doug Peterson play calling. And it'll allow Howie Roseman just focus on getting pass catching options. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think running back's taken care of for a really long time. Yeah. Based on what I've seen the last three so years. I, I was at, so they actually put Miles on the podium, which they only do when a guy has accomplished something pretty special. Basically when he breaks um, a record. Yeah, yeah. And he did the whole classic, like, pretending like he didn't know about it kind of thing, which is definitely not true. Uh, but he's like, he's, it's, here's the quote. Uh, he said, it's a blessing, man. This stuff doesn't feel real. I don't want to make this about me, but it's great to be mentioned by those guys, to be in the same conversation as those guys. But I was focused on getting this W, man. We know it's in front of us. So he, he just, I think he, he's in the right headspace. Um, yeah, very he, mature. He's a guy that pays attention to kind of, this kind of stuff. But absolutely, he, like, he is he's better than I thought he was going to be as a rookie. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. All right, another good. Uh, oh, uh, one more note on that. He came into the game as the only rookie in the NFL with 500 rushing yards and 300 rush, uh, receiving yards. Now he's the only rookie in the NFL to have over 600 rushing yards and 400 receiving yards. I wonder yards. if he gets any, like, top – I don't know how the voting works for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but I wonder if he gets any votes. I think like, Jacobs is going to run away with it because yeah, yeah. of touchdowns, but, but, but yeah. Do you know if they do only do first-place votes or do they do, like, a top – with that, I'm not sure. No, it's just it's the guy, okay. and then I mean, maybe he'll get votes, but yeah, that's what I'm yeah, 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 because I'm not sure he was going to like five weeks ago. But yeah, sure. Another positive one, um, I think we're gonna continue to rave about this dude, Greg Ward. Uh, I tweeted this after the game. You could say right now that he's the most talented wide receiver on this team, and that wouldn't be considered a hot take, which says a lot about where the state of the team, but also says a lot about where he is. He was the guy on that last drive. <laughs> I think he had like four of his catches on that last drive, including he the did. touchdown, which is a really good touchdown where he went up and got it. Um, like Carson Wentz just lit up talking about him. They really love this guy. I think Malcolm Jenkins said earlier this week, he's been saying all year they should have called him up. I think everybody in Philadelphia has been thinking that besides Howie and Doug for some whatever reason. Um, I'm still curious. At some point, I wonder if they're going to admit their mistake on that because I don't think they have yet. Uh, but he he's like – Carson Wentz just trusts him, which is the most important thing. I don't. If you listen back to all of our post game podcasts, I think you'll you'll hear us talking about how he just doesn't seem like he trusts his receivers. He didn't trust JJ Ziegler Whiteside. He didn't trust Nelson Aguilar. He didn't even trust Alshon Jeffrey. But he trusts Greg Ward as much as anyone he's been throwing to besides Zach Ertz this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you look at this team as a whole the biggest glaring weakness is the wide receiver depth, obviously. And coming into this game, look, Greg Ward's the only wide receiver that caught a pass today. I think that says a lot. Yeah. And the only other one, J.J. Segal-White said, had two targets and zero catches. <laughs> yeah, and it looked like he ran a couple of really bad yeah, routes. So, yeah, I mean, look, maybe Nelson Aguilar comes back for this Dallas game, and then you got two guys, but... Keep in mind, Nelson Aguilar works his best out of the slot, and so does Greg Ward. Yep. So it's almost a Golden Tate situation again. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think you can downplay what Greg Ward has done. I know that there have been folks out there that have over the last few weeks. I think he's just got dependable hands. He knows the timing he knows of where routes. To be, yeah, he's the only guy that really knows where to be. He's it seems athletic. Like. And look, I thought that was a really clutch play. He went. Look, Josh Norman's not 
the cornerback he was two years ago. Yeah. But, I mean, Greg Ward made a leaping catch over him in a tight space. Uh, and I think that's really impressive. This is a guy who was a college quarterback just three years ago. So um, I think he's a phenomenal story. It seems like every week they're getting a guy who was on the practice squad or a guy who was overlooked to step up. He Last week it was Boston Scott. This week it's Greg Ward. Maybe next week it'll be Rob Davis or who knows. But Somebody I, on the practice squad now or something. <laughs> yeah, I just... It's weird because, like, you want to criticize the team for not making the move sooner, but you also want to praise the team for being able to develop them behind yeah. the scenes. Well, there's, there's, there's a criticism and praise worthy there. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think if we're being fair, listen, Greg Ward didn't make the team three, yeah, times. three times, and now here he is. You know, I think that's just really impressive. I think it's impressive yeah. what he's been able to do. Um, some more positives. Uh, Boston Scott had another good game. Seven catches, 39 yards, six carries, 26. They have a nice one-two punch there. And then if Howard does – there was a report that he might be back for the Dallas game. If that's the case, we talked about this. That's like an ideal trio of guys. I'm curious how they start splitting up the carries. Howard was playing well before he got hurt. Like, that's, there's no denying that. Um, other good – Dallas Goddard had a great one-handed catch late in the game. Yeah, that was, like, was incredible. Really, really good. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> um, something. Like I've said, like he's so tantalizing because he still makes a lot of mistakes, but he when he makes plays, like it's just like he's getting yards after the catch. He's doing one-handed catches. Like this dude, one day will be a Pro Bowl tight end. I don't I don't know if that means it'll be here because Zach Ertz is going to be here for a long time. But you have to be pretty happy with Dallas Goddard. I think the offensive line for the most part played pretty well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that's fair. That. Um, is there anything anyone else you want to highlight good-wise? Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's talk about Carson Wentz now in that play. So, Carson Wentz, 30-43, 266 yards, three touchdowns. Got off to a slow start again. I think some of it had to do with the receivers not being in the right spot or J.J. Arcega Whiteside dropping a touchdown. Um, three touchdowns, zero picks, 109 quarterback rating. He did turn out, uh, lose another fumble, but... Uh, I think you come out of this feeling pretty good again in my Fox and Wentz. Absolutely. Get, as people are getting really loud with the trash right now. You know what? <laughs> uh, goes with this trash stadium. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really hate the stadium more than even I do. It um, really sucks. You know, Carson Wentz is a guy that I think has had to deal with a lot of criticism. Some of it very well earned and some of it not so much deserved. And I think when you look at what he's been able to accomplish as far as we, – we talked about it earlier, not showing any panic and showing resiliency. I think he's done a really good job, especially in the last month, of showing, you know what, yeah, we're down, but we're not going to give up. And I think that that speaks volumes about him as a leader and as a quarterback, and I think it speaks volumes about how the offense feels about him and how much it trusts his ability to make plays. Um, Carson's not going to be liked by everyone. But when you have a guy who can play to the level that he can play when he is at his best, you're going to gain some respect from him, and you're going to you know, want to make plays for him because he's going to put the ball you know, seven out of ten times in the right place, and I think that that's important. So speaking of putting the ball in the right place, uh, he might have had – it's at least one of his best throws of his career, if not his best. That was the best throw of his career. Um, yeah. So it was it was uh, in the was it the third quarter? Yeah, it was it was late in the third quarter. 
No, it was the second quarter. No, it was the third. The Miles Sanders touchdown? Yeah, the Miles Sanders was the second quarter. It was the third quarter. Are you sure? Yes, I'm absolutely. I wrote a whole story about it, Mike. Oh, <laughs> duh. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, Why it was at the end, the, the, end of the third quarter. Uh, so the Eagles worked, kind of slowly worked their way up the field. And then it was second and uh, nine, I believe. And so Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders runs out to the flat. It's, it was just supposed to just be a short pass. Carson Wentz starts scrambling to the outside. Uh, Miles Sanders realizes that he's scrambling, so he runs to the corner of the end zone. The linebacker thinks he's going to cut across the middle, and he doesn't, so he's kind of just alone in the back of the, the corner. Carson Wentz sees him. He throws one of the hardest balls he's ever thrown out of the outstretched arms of two uh, Redskins defensive players, and Miles Sanders reels it in as he falls to the ground. And it was just a great catch, really heady play. Carson Wentz said when he, I asked him, like, did you know it was a touchdown when you let go of the ball? He's like, I, I was really nervous about it, to be honest. But then when he, when he came down with it, I was really stoked. Uh, it was just, when Carson Wentz does that kind of stuff, that's when you start thinking again, like, okay, if he can get some receivers in the building with him, maybe he can have that MVP-type season next year. Yeah, sure. Um, I talked to Zach Ertz after the game about it, and he was on the other side of the field. And all he saw was Carson th- launch the ball – and then he saw the touchdown, you know, signal. And so he didn't even see Miles Sanders come down. That's how that's how chaotic it was yeah, in the yeah. red zone. So I think, you know, Carson does have some Brett Favre to him where he will make a dangerous throw every now and then. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's not going to kind of settle. And I think that that's impressive in certain moments. And in other moments, it can be really bad. Yeah. Um Three touchdowns today, completed almost 70% of his passes, threw for over 250 yards, uh, yada, yada, yada. I Look, I think Carson Wentz is a top 10 quarterback in this league. Is he going to get into that upper echelon of top five to seven? We'll see. If he keeps playing the way he is in late game drives and eventually against good teams, then I think, you know, he can get there. But they, this team's on the cusp of the playoffs because of, what he has done to elevate the talent around him in recent weeks. All right, let's get to the bad and the ugly. I think it mostly they kind of go together because a lot of this was ugly. But we can start with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside since we've teased that a little bit. He had two targets, zero catches for zero yards. Um, we talked all week. We wrote all week about how this was going to be – these next few weeks was going to be his chance to, to prove that he was worth the second-round pick, to prove that he's worth building around in the receiver core. He doesn't look like he's made any progress. Um, he wasn't getting open. I know you said you saw a few times where he ran the wrong route. He, he dropped, it looked like he it, ran It was going to be like right? a semi-difficult catch, but it, Carson Wentz hit him pretty much in the chest. He was defended pretty closely, but it hit him in the chest, and he dropped it in the end zone early in the game. Like it's They don't have any other options. Like They have to play him, but it's pretty clear he's not ready, and it's kind of alarming because you, you hear a guy came from Stanford, you expect him to be ready to play when he comes to the NFL. And this dude needs to develop. He's not, he shouldn't be playing as much as he is, honestly. Yeah, because but they don't have a choice. Like Sanford guys aren't known for their athleticism; they're known for their minds. And I, I don't think his issue and why he's not ready is his athleticism. I think he really, genuinely is learning the positions in the NFL, and that's not helpful when you're a second round pick. The team's invested a lot in you, um, and they need you to make plays. And I, I don't, I, I just don't see it. I mean, I've seen it at times. We've seen glimpses, but yeah, man, like you know. When you see guys like Terry McLaurin or even guys like Cam Sims make plays that J.J. has never made, it's I'm sure it's disheartening to the front office because the kid is being invested in pretty heavily. 
Yeah, and so now you, you wonder, like, if they just plan to build this receiving core as if he's just, like, an auxiliary part of it next year. Like, they just draft a couple guys that are better than him, and he's just buried in the depth chart, and then he eventually fades away. Like, I know it's extreme, and he has time to get better, but if they – this is supposed to be a historic receiver class. <laughs> so if they get C.D. Lamb in the first round, and then there's a guy sitting there in the in the third or the fourth round that's a deep threat or a, or a possession guy, I don't, I don't know if you pass him over because you have J.J. already. No, if C.D. Lamb's there, you're oh, I'm saying, But I'm saying, if you already have Lamb, you're not going to say, okay, we don't need another one since we already have J.J. in the building. Well, I think the, the the prudent plan would be to have your sets your sights set on drafting a wide receiver in the first or second round and maybe signing somebody like Robbie Anderson or Philip Dorsett or, you know, Demarcus Robinson to be that like veteran. Agency and, wide receiver class. Right, but you, you need a veteran you do need to bring in a yeah, you know, second guy. a second contract veteran. A young you guy an adult in the room, yes. Yes. Um but yeah, so we don't, we don't need to dwell too much on JJ, but it was not a great game for Let's him. Talk about the corners. Yeah, I was about to say the secondary in general. Honestly, I think we can lump them all together because I think the safeties have not done a good job of helping the cornerbacks. To be honest, correct. I agree um, with you. Especially so there was the one play where Dwayne Haskins <laughs> basically threw it to three Eagles players and <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins uh, PBU'd uh, Malcolm <laughs> Rodney McLeod McLeod uh, interception. Yeah, basically he he knocked it away from his own teammate. Um. But yeah, the corners, you know, Jalen Mills didn't have a good game again. He was covering McLaren on the touchdown, but it wasn't his fault because Maddox and his missed tackle kind of took out Mills on the play too. Yeah, yeah, Uh, Uh, Mills Mills kind of slowed down so that Maddox could make the the tackle. Yeah, but so we mentioned Maddox a little bit. I think it's concerning that he hasn't really gotten better from last year where he was a really impactful player. Um, Maybe that was an, an anomaly, I don't know. Uh, but that's alarming. Jalen Mills has been bad. I didn't notice Darby as much this game, but the Redskins only have one wide receiver, so I imagine he just wasn't covering McLaren for the most part. Um, and then the safeties. I mean, Malcolm is still Malcolm, but I don't know. This, this, the secondary is concerned. They need to completely retool it next year, I think. Certainly, I agree with you completely. Um, and just an update, because we are talking about this immediately after the game. The Cowboys are up 34-7. to Jeez. Uh, with... Roughly 14 minutes left in the game. They also have the ball. So, oh my God. Yeah. Week 16 and week 17 are going to mean something. The Eagles had the, the Rams defeated the Cowboys, uh, would then basically be in a win and in situation. Now they have to beat the Cowboys and they have to beat the Giants. So, um, unless the Cowboys lose to the Redskins, which after watching today, I don't think that's going to happen. So, well, if the Cowboys win next week, I believe they win the division because they have a tiebreaker, though. So. Well, no. If they lose to the Redskins, they can. The Eagles can still get in. They well, they because no, if they tie, the Cowboys have the tiebreaker. Yeah, but they would be seven and seven, and then. If oh yeah, yeah. Because yes, Cowboys because next week it's over. yeah, because yeah, if they beat yeah. the Rams, you're right. Sorry, this cold's killing me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, week sixteen is week sixteen, you know, and that's going to be big. And the secondary. Speaking of the secondary. It's yeah, really going to need a step. Gallup, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, especially now that it looks like the Cowboys maybe have figured things out a little bit by destroying the Rams, I think if, if the, so if the Cowboys are play if the Cowboys play well, I don't even know if it matters if the Eagles are playing their best game because they're just not as talented of a team as the Dallas Cowboys are. Yeah, I, I agree so with that. So, I, I, as we see right now, I think the Cowboys are going to win, but the Cowboys have proven they can – they can completely fall apart. So that's what the Eagles pretty much need that to happen, and they need Carson Wentz to be good from quarter one. I, 
So we say that the Cowboys are more talented. Let's not get lost in translation here. On offense, at least. On offense, they are more talented, yeah. yes. They just got to score more points. So. Yeah, right. No, it's true. I also think the Cowboys' defense isn't very good. They're playing well the tonight. The defense not being very good doesn't mean the Eagles' defense is good either. Correct. Yeah, I'm not, again, yeah. they're not mutually yeah, no, exclusive. Not. But my point is, is like, I do think it'll be a close game regardless of what happens. I don't think it's going to be the 38-7 to 7 or whatever it was. 38 to... What was it? 38 to... What, the last time they played? Yeah. The la- I forget what the I think it was 38 to 10. Was <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be that. I think it's probably going to be a game where both teams are in the 20s. Uh, yeah, right now I would probably pick the Cowboys with the way that they're manhandling the Rams. But, you know, it's a home game. It's the NFC East. You never know. And um, That's for sure. Look, division games are typically tight. This I, stupid division. <laughs> yeah, it's this is something else. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, their backs are against the wall, and typically Doug Peterson teams play well when their backs are against the wall. So it's hard to kind of rule them out, but I, yeah, right now I'd probably pick yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, if, if both teams are playing well, then the Cowboys have the edge, is what I would say. Yes. Um, all right, before we go, just one more reminder. Sign up for Eagles Extra. We're having a really good time with it so far. We, we're, we're already building a little community. We'd love you guys to join us. Um, it's free for two weeks after you sign up. Uh, go to the nj.com slash eagles and you can get some text messages from Mike and I, which I know you guys have all dreamed of. Listen, my my look, my wife really appreciates it when I text her. So I am sure you guys or will his well. wife would appreciate if other people would start texting her. We have gotten uh, a couple of questions, oh, just really? examples nice. um, that Zach and I will will respond to via the text message. But before we do that, let's record that on here. So the first one. Um, is should Greg Ward be a starting wide receiver when the Eagles look to make moves in the offseason? At this point, not in the traditional sense. I think He'll that, play a role on this team. Though. Yeah, I think if you wanted him to be your slot receiver and maybe he's competing for that job, that makes sense. I mean, he's cheap. Uh, he knows the offense better. I mean, as well as anyone. He's been around for three years. Uh, he seems to be very confident. Uh, he's got good hands. Um, I could see him developing into a role player. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be a starter in the traditional sense. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and the second question is, does Sidney Jones get another shot at starting with the bad play of Darby and Douglas? I don't, I, I don't know about him uh, starting. Uh, he did. I mean, he was impressive that he made that play last week. I don't know if we should put too much emphasis on that. I think you kind of saw what kind of player Sidney is already. Yeah, I think Sidney is a utility player for this team. I think he's been burned so many times, both figuratively and literally. Uh, I'd give Craig James a shot before him. Yeah. I mean, look, I think, I think a breakup in the off season is mutually beneficial. Yeah. So like I said, send us your questions. We'll answer them privately and, and through the, through the, uh, the system of Eagles extra. And then we'll also talk about them on, on the show. Yeah. All right, guys, sign up for that. We order you to do so. Uh, Leave us some reviews, write us some comments. We hope you enjoyed this one. We'll talk to you again soon.